0: Not just the Mercy Watchers, but everybody. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Richard Ludwig, president at the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas. Today, however, I am in beautiful Napa, California for the Napa Institute's annual conference. And I am with Deacon Charlie Eschenberry. That's it. Yeah, nailed it. And he was recently on our campus for the set conference. Mm-hmm. And so tell us, mm-hmm. deacon. Yes, sir. Why are you a deacon?
1: Well, that's a great question. You know, the funny thing about that is that you go through this formation period to, yes. to to be a deacon, and the whole journey, depending on when you start inquiring, can be a long one. I was in it for seven years. But it's it's like somebody asking you, you're like, well, why are you married to your wife? It's uh, God wanted me to uh, enter into this ministry, and I responded. Yes. And um, there's a, a a phrase in the Gospel of John where Jesus says, there's so much I have to share with you, but you know you cannot bear it now. Yeah. And I think that the reason, at least in my vocational walk, it was a series of sort of nudges that led me ultimately to where I ended up. If I had known the whole plan, you know, it's like if, if God could, if he downloaded the whole thing, you, a lot of us would just run for the hills, you know what I mean? Right. And I think um, that was the case for me where it was just nudge after nudge and coaxing very gently uh, down this path and, and me responding.
0: Tell me yeah. what you see as the, uh, as the biggest, I guess, opportunity, mm. right, for
1: the deacon. Wow, that's a, that's a great question. By our very nature, the deacon is generally in the world, but also in the church and kind of acts as this bridge, right, this sort of connector of, of right. things. And there's so much that is happening in the world that can be baptized and Christianized and kind of brought in. You know, it's kind of, frankly, taking a page right out of your book and what you're doing with Max Studios with the whole superhighway and, you know, the Roman analogies and all the things (laughs) that I've heard you say. I mean, it's the exact same thing. There's a lot of great things in that world, in the world that, that can be brought in and can be baptized and Christianized for the benefit of the kingdom of God. And so I think that there is a big opportunity to do, um, to tap into that sort of bridge that the Deacon is.
0: So I I love, you use the word bridge twice, right? As a Deacon is a bridge. And one of the things that we've been talking about recently at UST is the Sixth Avenue Bridge in LA, Mm. right? The the new project that, that is connecting different neighborhoods. And it's not just a means of getting here to there but it is a means of connecting different communities, yeah. different on-ramps and mm-hmm. different modes, different mm-hmm. ways of getting your company. Because yes. I, I love that
1: idea. Yeah, that bridge that's going on in LA, you know, I thought, I talked about this recently, this idea of connecting communities and actually connecting cultures too uh-huh. is something that, you know, hopefully can be, um, uh, you know, made more accessible by virtue of that. But there's a, there's a spiritual significance in that as well, which is sometimes, you know, we have to connect these dots right and and be intentional about how we bring people together and you know there i kind of quote you again some of the stuff that you guys have done at ust i'm blown away by you know the sort of representative nature of 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 the school and mm-hmm. i i i feel it's almost like a model of maybe what other maybe what the church should look at in terms of this is how we minister how we accompany how we look at these different communities and and how we get to know them and support what they do i mean i, I so well, kudos the, to you.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. but you know that's really a, a gift of the Holy Spirit, right that the human family is one big family. We all come with different gifts and different charisms, if you will, different cultures. Mm-hmm. and that blend is what makes it so rich that's Beautiful. that's the promise of I think a, the human potential
1: and there's nothing about that kind of diversity in air mm-hmm. quotes that is, Against the unity of the church. In fact, the catechism specifically talks about what you said—the gifts that we're all given, the diversity of gifts, and the diversity of expressions of those gifts okay, in these different cultures—and yeah and that that's all part of this tapestry that God is weaving.
0: It's a beautiful thing, you know. I, as you, and you've been to our campus, you've yeah, seen that diversity. Awesome. But uh, and even in the expression of the different uh, liturgies, oh, right? I, I mean, that, that I mean. is that is one of the things. You know, one one of the uh, pleasures I had was going to the wedding of. Uh, the creative director here at Max Studios. And it was a beautiful wedding, a mariachi band, oh, the whole yeah. thing. But it was, it was sort of not what some people would expect to, to see in our chapel, but that's exactly what you expect yeah. to see in our chapel. Very
1: folkloric, very beautiful. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's the that's the the wonder, I think, of the American church, where you have this blending of different cultures in a way that, you know probably isn't as present mm-hmm. as it may be in other parts of the world.
1: I'm, I'm a liturgy geek when it comes to stuff <laughs> like that. Um, within the Latin rite, there's a variety of different expressions mm-hmm. of, of the liturgy. And then there's one which is very little known. It's called the Zaire rite. And it's something that it's one of the most recent ones. It was actually approved by the Holy See in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it was done as a way to better best minister to the, um, the countries, mostly in Central Africa, but more broadly in Africa. Uh-huh. And I got a chance to actually go to a Zaire liturgy in West Africa. Oh, wow. And like, you know, communion like takes two hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> and everybody's dancing, go, coming down the wow. communion. But it's, it's, but it's dancing in a way that is culturally cogent right. with them, right? It's not like dancing in Seattle or something. It's, <laughs> this is part of the way that the African people express their love of God. And it's really beautiful to see that. Um, but again, it's like this yeah. treasure trove of stuff
0: that's there. I, I actually have had that experience, right? Really? Not in Africa, but mm-hmm. in Indianapolis of all places, mm. there is an African liturgy, an African mass that occurs. Yeah. And the first time, I, the, the drums and the, the yeah. dancing, and it's not the dancing the offertory, mm-hmm. dancing the communion. And yeah. it's it's not like some of the other churches i've seen liturgical dance no yet. it's exactly the opposite this is yeah. this is a, a genuine cultural expression that yeah. is just so beautiful thank you for for mentioning yeah, that anyway i just want to say thank you for stopping by to chat with us today i invite you back to campus anytime i'd love to, to go
1: back it was a blast yeah. to be there it's awesome and so I, deacon charlie absolutely. thank you so much thank you so much for inviting
0: me <laughs>